0: And welcome to this week's tasting flight of tips to keep you rooted in your daily practice. My name is Tina Clark, also known as Teacher Tina RDH. I'm a dental hygienist, educator, speaker, and author. Basically, I like to share information with others. So let's dive into this week's topic. Welcome back, gang. Today, we explore the topic of blood pressure. Now, I'm not talking about our blood pressure because I'm sure my blood pressure goes up sometimes when I'm working, probably for you too, maybe, but that's a topic for a different time, you know, like the self-care and stress reduction protocols that we as clinicians should do. What I'm talking about is more for our patients' blood pressure and understanding the importance for them, but for us too. Now, we already know that blood pressure is one of the hallmarks for our vital signs. It's one of the major things we're looking for that along with pulse, and we can't forget about temperature and respiration too, right? Those are all vital signs. But blood pressure can help us identify a few different things that we can use to help us make our decision-making processes for our treatment and maybe guide the patient towards some other treatment modalities and lifestyle change, which they may need to take. So before we dive into all of this information, I'm sure you've probably had your patients ask you questions like, is my blood pressure too low? Is it too high? What's normal? Right? We get those questions all the time. So let's kind of review what that is really briefly. Now remember, our systolic number, that's the one on top. The diastolic number, that's the one on the bottom. Or systolic is the first, diastolic is the last. I always just remember D is down and that's the bottom one. So that helps me. Now, really, just as a cursory overview, what we're looking for in regards to normal is just a little bit below the 120s, maybe kind of in that 110 to 120 zone uh, over in the 70s, like just below 80, maybe in the 60s, 60 to 70s, that is considered a normal blood pressure. Now, if somebody is in having a low blood pressure situation, they are going to be really, really low. Like their systolic could be in the 90s and their diastolic could be down in the 40s. So uh, we really have to kind of pay attention to that. When we're talking about elevated blood pressure, that's when we're starting to look at in like the 130s to 140s or 150s over the 80s and low 90s. Those are That's where we're getting into elevated blood pressure. I uh, want to think about rechecking the patient's blood pressure, and probably say, hey, you probably should talk to your primary care provider about getting your blood pressure checked. Now, the scarier numbers, there's quite a range there, but I want to bring us up to the very high end. The scary numbers are when our patient's systolic numbers are like 180 or higher like those big bad numbers, like 180 or higher for the systolic, or if the diastolic is in that 110 or higher. Those numbers, especially if both of them are that way, <laughs> wow, uh, those numbers are where we want to say, okay, patient, you really need to get in and seek some medical treatment right away to understand those readings. Now, I do encourage you to check them again. If you get numbers, readings like that, to wait five minutes and check it again just to make sure, uh, especially if you're using a automated blood pressure cuff. Sometimes those can give you a false reading, especially if you haven't been using it the way you're directed to do it. Remember, read your directions on those automated cuffs. They are all used a little differently. So double check that. But what I want to review with you is the importance of that blood pressure, not just in regards to a vital sign and helping to prevent a medical emergency. Remember Blood pressure is the hallmark sign of somebody getting ready to have a stroke. So if they're having those higher numbers, like the one eighties over one tens and higher, I would be thinking, "Wow, oh my goodness, are they going to have a stroke?" And I say, I don't say this lightly. Uh, for example, just uh, not too long ago, had a patient in the chair, and this patient is actually a relative of the doctor. So. You know, it can happen to anybody. The patient was in the chair, and he's a busy guy. He's a farmer, and he's also, like, a huge thrill seeker. He's an adventure skier. He's talking about how he's going to go on a helicopter to the top of the mountain and, and ski down the mountain. Like, he's, like, hardcore. Uh, and, you know, he's a farmer. He's an active guy. and He looked visually relatively healthy. I mean, he had a little bit of, you know, cushion around the midsection, but he was relatively healthy. But he hadn't really visited his primary care for a while. He hadn't seen anybody for a while. And, you know, he comes in for his dental visits about every six months. And he's, he got to see me that day. And I took his blood pressure because I do that for every every patient. And his readings, his first readings were 190 over 111. And I looked at him and I asked him, I like, have you seen these numbers before? Have you talked with your doctor about this? He's like, nope. haven't talked to the doctor at all. Uh, It's been a long time. (laughs) I'm like, okay, dokey. So we waited a few minutes, checked it again, 184 over 109. Yeah, it went down, but not significantly. So then we were talking about this, and he was all nonchalant about it, whatever. Uh, He's like, I don't know if I even really need to have it be a big deal. So I had to have the conversation, right, about the importance of getting that taken care of, that our our blood vessels are like pipes, kind of use the irrigation. Like he's a farmer. He understands irrigation. And like if, you know, if a pipe gets plugged, how the pressure can back up and you can have a pipe explode. We use that analogy for him to help him understand the importance of, of going and getting his blood pressure checked. And uh, he was just like, okay, very, very nonchalant about it. The sad thing is too, is that I was looking through the dental records to see uh, what we had done for our blood pressure checks before. And Uh, we had noted blood pressure was taken, but we didn't have any readings. We just said blood pressure taken, but we didn't have the reading. So it was a good reminder for all of us in the office to make sure we chart that because we could have helped him have an idea of like how far has his blood pressure gone over the last few years. Well, long story short, thankfully, he got checked out and uh, was addressed before it became an emergency, his doctor was like, you are a ticking time bomb. And so it got to be addressed before it became an emergency situation. And he wouldn't have known that if we wouldn't have taken blood pressure at his general perio-maintenance dental hygiene appointment. No anesthesia was done, nothing major, just doing a perio-maintenance appointment. So it's important. We can help save a patient's life. We can help direct them to the emergency care that they need. Now, some of the other things that we can do and understand with our patients and their blood pressure is there's some, you know, situations that come up where we need to know that it'll help impact our decision-making skills as far as maybe certain medications that we want to prescribe to them or you know, having an understanding of how those medications may impact their blood pressure, whether it lowers it or if it's maintaining it. So you have to understand that. But also certain anesthetics, and if their blood pressure is a certain way, we may need to make some adjustments to our anesthetics, especially for those vasoconstrictors. But even more so, if, if they're in that elevated range, it could be because they have sleep apnea. And you could be the person that tells them, hey, you might want to go get address for sleep apnea. And I encourage you to follow up on some of those sleep apnea episodes. All right, friends, just a brief idea about blood pressure, the importance of it. I encourage you to take it. If you have the automated blood pressure cuffs, pay attention to those directions, make sure you use them as they're directed, and check the batteries. If those batteries are running dead, uh, you might not get the correct readings that you want. And it's not always a good idea to have the manual cuffs on hand too. I know putting the sphygmometer in your ear isn't the most pleasurable feeling in the world, but it is the most accurate way to get a blood pressure reading. Thanks, friends. Thanks for joining this week's Tasty Tip. Make sure you tune in next time for another round. In the meantime, I invite you to join me on Facebook and Instagram. You can find me by searching for Teacher Tina RDH, or you can check out my website, www.teachertinardh.com.